welcome. Ho, ho, ho. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Merry Christmas to the Binge Buster listeners out there. Today it is Christmas Day, and we are doing a special podcast. Uh, we didn't have a podcast this past Wednesday because uh, I wanted to save it for Christmas Day um, because we have got a uh, exciting show planned for you today. Um, but before I get started, I want to bring on my co-host... I'm talking about Chris Plano and Jeff Patton. Merry Christmas, guys. Gosh, Merry Christmas, Tony and Jeff. I can't believe it's Christmas Day. I got the roast in the oven, and uh, we're talking season feedings. I cannot wait for this week's show, and uh, Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas to you, Chris. Jeff, how are you today? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm ready to go, <laughs> man. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's been a crazy week. I, the, the, I'm excited. I, I was so happy about yesterday, uh, or not yesterday. I'm sorry, Tuesday, uh, cause I went to work and I uh, came home from work and it was party time. And, uh, man, it's been so long since I've been on vacation. Although you guys know, I like to travel, but I'm not doing any traveling during Christmas. I'm staying at home. I'm going to play with all the toys that my son got and uh i'm just gonna lay low but i'm gonna enjoy these next few days of doing nothing but propping up my feet looking at my fireplace and drinking eggnog and watching christmas vacation man (laughs) you can't go wrong with Christmas vacation or any kind of chevy chase vacation no matter what the holiday is man i tell you uh, uh Christmas at my house is not Christmas unless we watch Christmas Vacation at least two or three times. My wife's already tired of it. My son, he's getting there, and I'm I'm such a buff of a Christmas Vacation. Um, I, I, I want I want the fans to make sure they go look at our Facebook page. But I have got a uh, one of the the moose uh, eggnog cups from Christmas Vacation. I've got that with my eggnog by the fireplace and i got that picture uploaded there on facebook so check it out uh but enough about christmas vacation guys today we're talking clash of the champion seasons beatings uh this this is going to be a tremendous show guys man i'm looking forward to this uh, uh i mean nothing like some season beatings tony i mean when i think of this i'm thinking like there's going to be some beat down going on and it's the holiday. That's that's how it resonates with me. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, fans, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we're going to go into the uh, to the introduction of today's podcast. Coming up next here on the Binge Buster Show. From the top of Lookout Mountain, you can see relics of past confrontations. Those involving men of honor, men of strength men of pride the question is not one of right or wrong but one of choice 
when old friends turn to violent behavior and other friends stand by, someone must say an eye for an eye. During a time when most extend season's greetings, in the NWA, it's become season's beatings. Clash of the Champions 4 season's beatings took place November the 7th, 1988 at the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee, drawing 8,000 fans. This was the first Clash of the Champions following the sale of Jim Crockett Promotions to Turner Broadcasting Systems, and the name changed to World Championship Wrestling. In the main event of this card, Nature Boy Ric Flair and Barry Windham with J.J. Dillon taking on the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. But the highlight event of this great card was Road Warrior Animal taking on Dusty Rhodes to unify the NWA World Six-Man Tag Team titles. All this and much more coming up next on the Binge Buster Show. All right, fans, welcome back to the Binge Buster Show. Chris and Jeff, this right here, this uh, Clash of Champions was uh, was it was kind of different because um, this, uh, like the week before this paper, or I'm sorry, not pay review, but this week week before this Clash of the Champions, uh, Dusty Rhodes, I think, um, put the nail in his coffin and got himself fired uh, from NWA because um, they shot that angle on TBS and they were told no blood. And instead of that, Dusty decides to have the Road Warriors stick the spike in his eye and Dusty bleeds from his head to his boots uh, right there on national television. Um, Jeff, I'll start with you. What, 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 are your, what are your memories or your thoughts on, on this angle? Yeah, I remember it well. And then I think it uh, later on, um, isn't this when they had Starcade in – Late December. Yes, this was pre-Starcade. Correct? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. This was like a couple weeks yeah, before Starcade. Yeah, he had uh, you know him and he and Sting uh, were uh, it took on the Road Warriors at Starcade, but uh, yeah, I remember it well. Um, this was on I think it was on uh, the the World Championship Wrestling Show on TBS that come on on Saturday night when they did it, but uh, yeah, uh, definitely brings back my childhood uh, memories on this one. Uh, loved. Uh, I, I love this promo. If Sting has to drag me, I an eye for an eye. I'll never forget that. Yes, and 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 later on on the show, I'll be playing that for the for the for the listeners at home. Um, Chris, what 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 are your thoughts on the uh, angle with Dusty and the Road Warriors? I mean, boy, <laughs> talking about trying to. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know. Dusty did what he had to do in, in that particular uh, uh, situation, but it's uh, interesting, interesting times, um, you know, just in wrestling. And, I mean, I don't know, they had to do what they had to do based on what, what the pay-per-view wanted, what the TV people wanted. And, I mean, I think at the end of the day it, it worked in the end as, as far as a storyline goes, but definitely probably some scrambling behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, during this time, uh, Croc, uh, Jim Crockett had just sold um, the NWA or Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he had sold the company to Ted Turner uh, and Turner Broadcasting System. And Ted Turner, as everyone knows, has always been a huge wrestling fan. 
Um, but unfortunately, he, he is, he, he, you know, he, he was in a corporation. Uh, and during that time, I believe uh, TBS was trying to um, kind of have more of a uh, family oriented um, telecast. And we all know pro wrestling is never and never will be family oriented. Uh, it just depends upon uh, your your taste and and what you're willing to let your children watch. Uh, although right here we're not in the um, in the D, the uh, DX uh, generation quite yet. Uh, we're not seeing half naked women, and we're not seeing a bunch of uh, really over the top angles. But we're seeing like real life angles, like you know this this could really happen, like. The Road Warriors were so bad. They were from the streets of Chicago, uh, and they had never let anybody be their partner except Dusty Rhodes. Uh, and during 1988, they were trying to uh, find some some way to uh, generate business because a lot of, after the sale, a lot of the talent, uh, or actually even before the sale, um, a lot of the talent started leaving it. And in my opinion, and I know we've talked about this a little bit on other podcasts, but I think the downfall of World Championship Wrestling, NWA, Crockett Promotions, was when they let Tully and Arn get away and go to WWF. Uh, once that happened, um, pretty much everybody started going up north. As a matter of fact, uh, George South told me one time that uh, he that 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 uh, that that somebody was asking, you know, we're well, you know, where's George South? We get him on the card. And they're like, well, even George going to WWF. So everybody was going up north, even the even the uh, enhancement talent guys. So uh, when those guys were going up there, then you knew something was was not right in the pudding, so to speak. Here in um, in in the NWA at the time in 1988. But let's let's get into this card. Um, opening match was pretty good. Um, it was in the finals, the, the final tournament to crown the new United States Tag Team Champions. As you know, uh, just a f- few weeks uh, prior to this, um, the Midnight Express was the was the United States and NWA World Tag Team Champions, um, and they ended up uh, having to relinquish the U.S. Tag Team titles. So they set up a tournament, and the final two teams uh, in the tournament uh, decided that they, they had a match. And you know this is bad when the opening match on a card is the longest match on the card. But we got the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers taking on Hot Steph, Eddie Gilbert, and Ron Simmons for the United States Tag Team titles. We got two babyface teams opening up a show and going 27 minutes on a uh, what a, a two-hour program. Um, but the Fantastics end up winning the, the uh, U.S. Tag Team titles. What are your guys' thoughts? Jeff, I'll start with you. Uh, on this uh, opening match? Well, I read up on this, and supposedly the Sheep Herders beat Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons and were supposed to meet the Fantastics in the final, but guess what they did before the Clash of Champions? Went to WWF. They went to the (laughs) WWF. So they had to, okay, we'll put, and just think about it. What kind of a match would we have seen because if you remember correctly, if you guys can look, go back two years ago at the first Crockett Cup, the Fantastics and the Sheep Herders wrestled at the first Crockett Cup, and it was a bloodbath. Yes, I mean it was I more that. of a brawl. And I, and I'm sitting, and you know, I was looking forward to, you know, the match with the Fantastics and the Sheep Herders, and then instead we 
uh, they left and we ended up with this one. But uh, all in all, it was a great match. Um, Eddie Gilbert's a great uh, wrestler. Ron Simmons one of the toughest guys in the business. And the Fantastics were a very good tag team. And I often thought they were highly underrated. Um, you know, uh, both guys could uh, could really uh, perform in the ring and uh, were very popular uh, during this time. Yeah, Chris. I, I know during your 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 days of uh, New Dimension Wrestling, I know the Fantastics oh, yeah. were definitely worked for you several times. Uh, what what are, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, and kudos to them. They got the longest match on the program, uh, twenty seven minutes. Um, I mean, you know, obviously working with Bobby Fulton and, and Jackie Fulton. You know, when I was doing my New Dimension Wrestling stuff, I mean. I actually liked the Fantastics back in the day. I really did. I mean, they knew how to get to the fans. Whether they were playing, whether they were babyface, they were a heel, especially as a heel, um, you, you know, tag team. And, um, you know, Eddie Gilbert, Ron Simmons, I mean, they, I mean, give it up to them. You know, they started out with a tag team match on the show, putting the NWA titles on the line. And, you know, you know and I like the Fantastics even in their other territories that they wrestled into. They just always seemed to have something. It just resonated with me, and it was just something like they were always just getting on people's nerves, and that's really what it was all about for them. Yeah. Now, uh, Chris uh, and Jeff, did uh, you guys ever get a chance to see Bobby Fulton do his sheet gimmick? No. no. Oh, you guys missed out, man. I tell you what. One time I was on the card. Uh, matter of fact, it's the first time I ever met Bobby Fulton, but – he uh he wasn't doing Bobby Fulton. He was doing this heel sheet gimmick because, as you guys know, he was I believe he was originally trained by the original Sheik. Um, but he was doing this sheet gimmick, and brother, I had no idea it was Bobby Fulton. I really didn't. I mean, he played that gimmick to the T. Uh, and then when he took the hood off, I was like, what? What? <laughs> it blew me away. Uh, he, but I I love I love when he did that sheet gimmick. It was really cool. Um. But anyway, moving on to our next match, we got uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams with Kevin Sullivan. And during this time, Dr. Death is in, is in the uh, Varsity Club, which, I, by the way, I love that gimmick, that tag team. Uh, taking on our good friend, Jeff's good friend, the Italian Stallion. Uh, this match goes 15 minutes and 17 seconds. Probably about 13 minutes, 17 seconds too long. But anyway, we're here. <laughs> Uh, second match on the card, Jeff, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I love it. Uh, yeah, I think that was Mr. Stallion's uh, biggest, uh, accomplishment in his career was going 15 minutes to the Clash of Champions with Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Um, uh, man, I mean, you know, uh, Stallion was an en enhancement talent and, um, you know, for, I guess this was a big uh, turn in the spotlight, but uh, I agree with you. I like, you know, I like the Varsity Club. Um, I thought Rotunda was a really uh, great wrestler, and you know, um, Kevin Sullivan, Mister Dimension himself. Um, but uh, Doctor Death, man, one of the toughest guys that's ever been in the ring, no doubt about it. For sure, Chris. What are your thoughts? I mean, I gotta echo what Jeff says with. Dr. Death, Steve Williams, I mean, you know, you know what you're going to get when you step in the ring with him, you know, Kevin Sullivan by his side for Stallion. Hey, he went 15 minutes. Um, you know, I, you know, I always remember Italian and, and, and I'm Italian here, so right. <laughs> I gotta be somewhat biased. So yeah, I always kind of rooted for, 
you know, Italian stallion and, and, and a lot of the Italian wrestlers growing up, you know, when I was, you know, a teenager and into my early 20s, you know, I, I always kind of rooted for them, whether they were in WWF, NWA, WCW, it was kind of more of a personal thing with me, um, you know, so for me, you know, you know, good for him. I mean, hey, he's on the show, and that's what it's all about, and hey, probably had a half-decent payday as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Back then, you know, you know, they you know they were getting good pay. Now, Chris, right. you, you you were talking about the the Italian wrestlers. Man, you gotta you gotta mention the most famous Italian wrestler of all time. Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> Tommy Wildfire Rich. And and Tracy Smothers, they they were the full blooded Italians. <laughs> yeah, no, right, right. You caught me there. Um, oh, that no. was great. And no, 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 no. You you caught me on on that <laughs> one, but you know, without a doubt. But you know, I always kind of tried to follow some of them, and and you know, and it's always been that with you know, you know, with professional wrestling, you know, you got certain people that follow certain fans. You got your you know, you got your Spanish audience that follow fans, the Mexican audience, and 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 that that's just how it goes to bring in all these different types of demographics. And and for me, I always kind of kept an eye on some of the guys, you know, that were some of the Italian heritage out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there 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 there's definitely been, and and that's the one thing about pro wrestling that I I, I really enjoy is the fact that um you know there's there's so many demographics in pro wrestling and that, i think that's what makes it so good uh it's not like stereotype like like a lot of other sports are uh so that's that's one thing i, I do like about it um now but speaking of of, of stuff i'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on this real quick before we get into these next three matches uh when when COVID, when COVID is over, I know usually at the beginning of the top of the program we, we talk a little bit about COVID. Uh, didn't want to really touch on that much today because we're Christmas Day. We're we're having a good time, but I want to get Chris and Jeff's opinion. I um when COVID's over, man, I have gotten some really cool wrestling gear that I have purchased for my final farewell tour, whenever that's going to be. Um, but what do you guys think about that new robe I sent you a picture of? Man, it looks spot on for you, man. It was like meant for you to to wear it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, oh yeah, man. It's, it was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Fine, man. I, I some dude had it for sale on eBay, and uh, I, I pretty much like I do a lot of stuff off eBay. I get it at a really good deal. But I got the, this robe is brand new. It's never been worn. Uh, the guy said he ordered it and it was the wrong size and he couldn't return it. And his loss was my gain. So I said, yeah, I'll take it. And uh, he even sent me it like, I don't know, I probably got 3,000 uh, Swarovski crystals that I can attach to it and give it a little more flair if you know what i mean but uh but uh but i'm excited i can't wait to wear it uh on the next the next time i get to wrestle i guess sometime next year hopefully um uh, but i wanted to bring that in on my podcast and uh next week's podcast fans you gotta definitely tune in for it it's our uh season finale uh chris jeff and myself are going to be sitting down and we're going to be discussing uh each of us is three favorite all-time wrestling events of all time and then also next week i got a major announcement of a new podcast that's coming your way uh we'll talk more about that next week but now let's get back into uh season's beatings um the next match 
goes eight minutes, 21 seconds. We got the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff, who just freshly turned baby face, um, taking on Paul Jones with his one arm tied behind his back. Uh, I was so excited about this, uh, little angle here. Cause, um, I, I believe Nikita uh, will, will make an appearance, and I'm thinking Nikita is going to be, you know, um, coming back and joining up with Ivan. But uh, unfortunately, Nikita's uh, wife gets sick here, and he leaves the NWA abruptly. Uh, so they bring in the junkyard dog to take his place. Uh, to me, I love the dog, but seeing Ivan and Nikita back together again, man, that really got me going. I was so excited to see that. But here we got the one-arm tie behind our back match, 8 minutes, 21 seconds. Chris, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Boy, I, I know one thing, and Jeff might agree with me. If I'm going in with one arm behind, tied behind my back, I don't think I want Ivan Cole off in the ring across from me. No, Personally. no, for oh. sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, uh, but, you know, it's like, okay now, but, uh, you know, Ivan, it seems like we talk about Ivan every week here, and that's a great thing because we've talked about a lot of different, whether it's it, it, it's it's great wrestling cards or pay-per-views, but it's like Ivan Koloff always seems to be like a weekly talk about with us, and that's a great thing for him and, and, and for his legacy in the business throughout his career. He was like always there. I yeah. mean, you know, no, no matter what, what, what kind of show it was or, or what year it was. And, and the thing about Ivan is, I mean, he, he really, uh, accomplished a lot in pro wrestling, but I think his biggest accomplishment, like for me, uh, I only remember Ivan in mid Atlantic championship wrestling. That's the only way I remember. But as I got older and went back and saw old, older tapes, the fact of Ivan Koloff was the one wrestler that came through that finally upset Bruno San Martino. That right there says right. a lot about that guy that Vince McMahon Sr. had the uh, had the faith in that he knew. Okay, the the only man that I can put in there that can that can believably dethrone San Martino is Ivan Koloff. Yeah, and I think this match here proves what kind of a wrestler Ivan Koloff was. I mean, to have an, one arm tied behind your back and to still be able to, to perform uh, in the ring, I mean, man, that's that's saying a lot. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a match like this before where a wrestler had his arm tied behind his back. But, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, and I'm not knocking Paul Jones. Paul Jones is a great wrestler as well, you know, uh, before he uh, retired. and. But uh, uh, this was, I remember this match for some reason uh, out of this whole card. This is the match I remember the most just because of that uniqueness. And of course, I've always been a huge fan of Ivan Koloff. I just, even when I was a little kid, I liked Ivan for some reason. Uh, and I always liked all of the, the good guys, the baby faces, and uh, just some loved Ivan and to see him as a baby face toward the end of his career was also a, a great treat for me. Yeah. My, the highlight of mine, I thought, I know we talked about this on another podcast, but finally getting to team up with Ivan and then taking on, uh, my, my good friend, Jimmy Valiant and a couple of my good close friends. Uh, you know, it was definitely one of the highlights of my career. 
but I never, never even realized Ivan had such a sense of humor until I got to that match. And he's in the back saying funny things to the workers and picking on their, their gear and <laughs> just, just a, a funny guy. So, uh, uh, Ivan, we, we miss you for sure. Um, now bef- before we get into this next match, which I, I feel like this match should have been the main event on this show. Uh, it had the most heat, but Roadware animal, uh, with Roadware Hawk taking on dusty roads. Uh, the winner gets to claim the world six man tag team titles. Uh, let's, uh, take a listen right now at the events leading up to this match. Rose right in the face. Oh, oh my God. God, he's putting his eye. He's put the spike in his eye. He is jabbing him in the eye or has with the spike. He unhooked it from his shoulder pads or whatever it was. And he's jabbing in Dusty's eye. He's opened Dusty up. This is horrible. Sticking that spike right in his eye. The road warriors. The, 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 they are they are trying to blind him. They stuck that spike right in his eye. Rose is bleeding. You can hear him screaming, Tony. He is in a tremendous amount of pain. And you know, Jim Ross, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was that maybe this great career has come to an end. So there it was, and it happened just last week right here on the Superstation. And fans, as you know, Dusty was taken to the hospital. David Crockett went with him, and we were all concerned about his career. Well, Dusty Rhodes is not a man to stand idly by, and like Jim Ross said, top of the program you're going to hear some comments from dusty Rhodes, and certainly exemplifies the meaning of starcade true grit right now let's hear from dusty Rhodes. this is dusty Rhodes, your mcadream i've been doing a lot of thinking here the past few days there's something more involved here than winning and losing maybe even more than a career maybe even more than a legendary athlete Dusty Rhodes the American dream I've been battered I've been beat I've been scraped and I've been cut brother I've been cut like a knife in my heart by many many things but always I got on my two haunches and rised up because I am the American dream and conquered all and came back from all of this is just a little bit too heavy, Road Warriors. You should have made it a point to get both of them, Daddy. Don't just get one. Don't take one limb. Don't take one heart. Don't take one ear. And don't take one eye. Because I'm breathing. That's the scary part for you. I'm breathing. That's the main thing for you. I'm breathing. You got to live with me breathing, baby. When I get up in the morning now and look out of one eye at my children, I think of you. Now the world's title at Starcade, we gonna take that. But I'm gonna take just a little bit and a whole lot from you road warriors and between now and then if sting has to carry me on his back down that aisle if he has to drag me in a wagon i'm breathing you understand what i'm saying you should have got it done it's violence for the sake of violence and now i will turn it around to my violence my lightning bolt my fire my thunder and i 
Wow, I'm ready to buy a ticket right now, guys. Oh, Jeff, go first. <laughs> oh, man, incredible. Incredible promo from Dusty Rose there, uh, like usual. I mean, uh, uh, definitely with the uh, believability, the heat, uh, the everything, bringing it all. And, uh, of course, we know uh, what happened at Starcade, so. Yeah, I mean, for me, if if you're a fan wanting to watch this show, buy it, whatever it is, I mean, you're hanging on probably every word he's saying there. That's like, okay, it's going to be on. I mean, I mean, the other matches really didn't. Even, not that the other matches didn't matter; they did. They obviously certainly did. But that promo there is what sold the show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it really. Uh, you know, Starcade eighty eighty eight. You know, we'll 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 probably touch on that. You know, later on, uh, sometime next year. But um, but definitely, um, you know, the the match that I that I really cared about seeing was the Road Warriors, uh, taking on Dusty and Sting. Um, of course, the main event on that show uh was Flair and Luger. But uh, any event, um, you know this 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 thing with Dusty and uh Road Warriors. Uh, was it was real i mean it seemed so real uh to me as a you know teenage kid still watching wrestling loving wrestling dreaming of being a wrestler um and uh for sure uh this, this match really you know got me excited and like man you know th- this is a real deal and, and now the road words are, are bad holy moly they're going to kill everybody uh but of course in this match um this match only goes two minutes 54 seconds uh, Dusty gets disqualified for hitting Animal with a chair. And if I remember, if you guys go back and watch this, uh, you know, all the years past, anytime you see a wrestler hits hit another wrestler with a chair, it was a folding chair. This one at ringside, there was no folding chairs. It was just like them little plastic chairs that we had when we was in elementary school. Uh, and, oh Dust, and Dusty ends up breaking that chair over, um, over Animal's leg. Um, which the chair didn't look very uh, convincing to to me, even as a young kid. I'm like, that's a plastic chair that can't do too much damage, you know. Um, but the um, the uh, hawking uh, animal end up choosing uh, Tenru, uh, the big Japanese star, to be their uh, third partner, uh, and uh, now the newest member of the uh, Legion of Doom as the new World Six Man Tag Team Champions. Um, but we definitely one thing about this match it left us knowing that hey, Starcade's right around the corner, and we don't have a clear winner yet. So maybe Starcade we will. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely a very enjoyable match. Yeah, and first of all, uh, Tony, I'm so old that we didn't have those chairs when I went to school. We had the wooden desk that had the the chair, and the desk was attached to it. Oh yeah, I I had those at some point too. Uh, I think fifth grade we had those, but when I was in like third or fourth, we had them little plastic chairs that had like the little metal feet that was that was screwed in that you could break by just sitting back. As a matter of fact, I hate those damn chairs. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell y'all a story, uh, binge buster listeners and Jeff and <laughs> Jeff and Chris. So on them chairs that we're talking about, the little plastic chairs, they have like a little triangle cut out in the back. Okay. This is the last day of fourth grade. Now, it's funny how this chair just brought back this heat to me, okay? But so 
when I was growing up as a kid, now I wasn't nature yet and I wasn't healing yet. I was a little baby face, man. I never got in trouble. Although I would tell guys, Hey, you, you should try this. It's pretty, I bet it'd be cool. I didn't have the guts to do it yet, but I, but I would, I had the thoughts. So I'd give the thoughts to other people. Well, anyway, last day of school, me and two other guys are coming, you know, we're, we're outside having our picnic all day. Now it's getting ready time to go home. We all come in. So, Back in 1984, 83, whenever this was, um, uh, Nike used to make these these like rubber cleat shoes that had thousands of little like well, I wouldn't say thousands, but lots of little rubber cleats on the bottom. They were like they were like little, like little football shoes or whatever. Anyway, they had like rubber cleats on them. They were rubber. They wasn't hard. They were rubber. But it, but if you took those shoes and you put them in the back of that little triangle that was cut out in that chair. And you have somebody sit on it, it made one of the best fart noises you ever heard in your entire life. So we decided to do that. I put my foot up in the chair. The boy sits on my foot, makes the fart noise. I'm laughing my butt off. The teacher walks in, sees us, takes us out in the hall, and we all get paddled. I get paddled on the last damn day of school. What the hell? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and, I, and I tried um. to plead my case. I said, hey. I, I, he took one for the team. I said, he he sat on my foot, you know? And she's like, well, your foot wasn't in the chair. It wouldn't have made that noise. So we ended up getting a spanking. But anyway, first of many paddlings I got right there, started out in fourth grade, and uh, it carried on. And uh, I become the little terrific Tony, little adolescent degenerate that I became after high school. But that was the start of it right there. That teacher, she got me. She, she planted the seed in me. But anyway, um, funny story there. Yeah, but, uh, but, um, uh, now, now we're we're getting to our main event. Um, Rick, four of the top NWA stars are in this match. You couldn't ask for anything better. You got the World Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express. Uh, now they're taking on in a non-title event. Uh, the World Heavyweight Champion Rick Flair and the United States Champion Barry Windham. Um, 17 minutes, 41 seconds of greatness. Guys, Jeff, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Oh, this was an unbelievable match, no doubt about it. I mean, um, one of the best tag teams in the uh, NWA at the time, the Midnight Express, who were, of course, the World Tag Team Champions against two of the best singles wrestlers uh, with Ric Flair and Barry Windham, uh, who were still calling themselves the horsemen, but there were only two horsemen instead of four uh, since Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson had left. And, uh, uh, man, incredible match, no doubt about it. And uh, um, this one should have been the one that went 27 minutes instead of the first match <laughs> going 27 minutes. Yeah, I agree 100% on that one. Some of the best I mean, uh, best stuff right there. Hey, I mean, kudos to the Midnight Express. I mean, in, in the main event, I mean, the, the tag team, the tag team match here. I mean, it's uh, and you're up against Flair and Wyndham. I mean, what what else do you want? I mean, you know, nothing better for them. And I mean, a great opportunity. And and I mean, the Midnight Express back in this day, they could take on anyone they want any night of the week especially when it comes to a tag team, it doesn't matter who's across the ring from them. <laughs> they're going to give it the raw, no matter what. So, and you're going to get the best out of them. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, you just can't beat, uh, Bobby and Stan. I mean, 
nothing against Dennis Condry, but during this time, man, um, I, I, I will always say the best version of the Midnight Express was Bobby and Stan. They just, they just had good, 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 um, charisma, uh, great, um, you know, uh, in ring work ethic, and uh, and and they and I believe that they they both at this time uh, re- regenerated with all the fans, women, guys, everybody. And on top of that, the first team to ever hold the world and the United States tag titles at simultaneously. I mean, I'm gonna ask you. I you know I haven't said this in the last several shows. I know we've talked about. Dennis Condry and and Stan Lane. I mean, much respect to Dennis Condry, old school wrestler. But Stan Lane had the look. He he, he just had an eye, and, and it, it kind of it kind of drew me more towards the Midnight Express. Once Stan Lane joined them, I was like, okay, there's something here, and it, it worked well whether they're taking on the Fantastics or the Rock and Roll Express or, or whoever they're in the ring with, including Blair and Wyndham on this particular evening. I used to, uh, I think one of my favorite Midnight Express matches that, that ever stood out with me was during the Great American Bash 1987 where the Midnight Express took on the Fabulous Freebirds right there in Charlotte. Jeff, were, were uh, you at that show? Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't able to ever attend the Great American Bash. Yeah, the Great American Bash, nineteen eighty seven. They went around and done all their TV tapings during the during the bashes. So, uh, they, you know, they they have a few matches, and then uh, on the the main event of the show would would be one of the matches from you know their some of the highlight matches, I guess you'd say, from the bash. And on that one, it was uh, uh, Bobby and Stan uh, were the U.S. tag title tag champions, and they were defending against the Freebirds, Michael Hayes and uh, uh, um, Buddy Roberts. And of course, they end up uh, the Midnight Express ends up uh, you know cheating their way and keeping the belts. But one, but re, but reason why I say that is uh, during this time, Stan was starting starting to like do that little dance when he came out do, doing the little snake dance. <laughs> And whenever me and Jeff would do a tag team, I would start ripping it off. And one day I was doing it, and Jeff said, All right, Stan Lane. <laughs> you remember that, Jeff? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, Oh, um, I didn't know you catch. actually caught on to what I was doing. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but man, Stan, Stan and Bobby were awesome together. I really loved that 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 team of the Midnight Express. And and the cool thing is like they they always had these these names for their moves like the Double Goozle and uh, Divorce Court and all that. Um, man, I, it's just, it, they 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 were just way way be, way you know beyond their time. Yeah, and uh, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about okay, all this happened 32 years ago. My God, I'm getting old. But anyway. Um, after this uh, clash of champions between that and Starcade, uh, let's look at what happened as well. Um, we had, um, see, so we had the, the, the Road Warriors end up beating the Midnight Express to win the World Tag Team titles. So the Midnight Express didn't hold the, the titles very long. Nope. And then you turn around, and um, then the original Midnight Express came in. Uh, to start a feud with, uh, it was uh, Loverboy Dennis Condry and Ravishing Randy Rose, managed by um, Polly Dangerously. And then you had, who is Paul Heyman, by the way. And then you had um, um, 
you know, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane managed by Jim Cornette. But, and then, of course, we went to Starcade where they wrestled each other. But I will tell you a true story. 32 years ago on this date, Christmas night, they had a wrestling event at the old Charlotte Coliseum. We talked about Independence Arena now is what it's called. Yep. Or Bojangles. It's Bojangles Bojangles now. Arena they now, yeah. Bojangles Arena now. Okay. Um, but I was there. I was able to go. They had a bunkhouse stampede. But, but I will, and I don't remember the bunkhouse. I remember Dusty Rhodes won it, but I don't remember too much about it. But the one thing I do remember at that, that event in Charlotte was, the original Midnight Express wrestled the Midnight Express, and I'll never forget Jim Cornette gets on the house microphone and says, Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm going to give you a big Christmas present. I'm going to kick that faggot's ass. And he pointed over at Paulie Dangerously, oh. and, man, the place absolutely erupted. But that was, uh, that was such an awesome uh, event. Man, and during that time, man, like Cornette was just so, uh, I mean, they were, they were really at the epitome and, uh, and I had, um, I had heard, um, I believe it was Jim Cornette say on the podcast, but he said that there, during this time that, um, the Midnight Express versus the original Midnight Express was one of the hottest feuds and the fact of, of it, the fans were more into that than they were rock and roll versus midnight, which is saying a lot because I'm telling you, and we've talked about this before on our podcast that rock and roll and midnight will always be the, the, if, if, if you're a tag team wrestler right now, looking to aspire to be a tag team wrestler, you got to go back and watch rock and roll express versus midnight express. It doesn't matter what version of the midnight express you got, you go watch It's all great. But at that time of, in, you know, in 1988, uh, midnight versus midnight was the hottest few going in the, in the NWA. So with, without a doubt, I'm not second guessing what you're saying there with, with without a doubt. Yeah. It was pretty amazing stuff. Well guys, uh, it has been a amazing, uh, several months of taping these, um, uh, binge buster show podcasts, uh, and each week I, I enjoy us breaking down, uh, this old NWA stuff. Uh, we have one more podcast left this year, uh, that, that, that will be airing next week. Um, and it'll be our season finale. And then we, we'll, when we come back in, uh, 2021, we are going to be taking a little step away from mid Atlantic wrestling and focusing more on like some other territory stuff. And I, I know, um, I've been looking at some of the, um, the programs and, uh, it seems like world-class championship wrestling's coming up a lot, uh, on, on, uh, the binge buster show in 2021. Um, uh, Jeff, Chris, uh, any parting words before we uh, go off the air today? I, I, I mean, I think you pulled the needle out of a haystack on this show here, Tony. I mean, it's perfect timing with, Christmas Day, we're talking seasons, beatings, and a, a great time for professional wrestling. And, uh, uh, you know, kudos to you. Perfect for this one. And happy holidays to everyone out there listening. And, and obviously, happy holidays to you both as well. And uh, and I know it's been a tough year for everyone. But, uh, hey, let's try to end this year as what we can on a positive note and get into 2021. I know there's going to be a lot more great Benchbuster shows going forward. Yes, for sure. 
Jeff, uh, what what about you? Uh, same same as uh, Chris. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone out there, and uh, hope you enjoy the podcast uh, this year. And uh, looking forward to next week's, and then of course twenty twenty one. Hopefully, it's going to be a lot better than twenty twenty was. Man, but uh, I, I tell you what, twenty twenty one. I'm hoping it's going to be the Boogeyman Jam nineteen eighty four again, where we can take off these damn masks. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm do- I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm thinking about starting a funky like a monkey tour next year. What do you think? Hey, we're gonna have to start oh something, God. man. Hey, but uh, on 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 a parting note, I know I wasn't gonna say much about about COVID and about our governor, but I gotta say this, Chris. I, I know, yeah. I know you have. Have you taken advantage of Governor Cooper's uh? free uh advice that we can now get cocktails delivered to our house baby we can get cocktails to go (laughs) and on on top of that on top of that i saw i saw the other day that now santa claus has been exempt so all we gotta do is get us a cocktail dress like santa claus and drive drunk down the street Yes, our our good governor, uh, Roy Cooper, along with Dr. Mandy Cohen, signed an executive order where um, cocktails to go are now available at restaurants and bars throughout North Carolina uh, prior to 9 p.m. or sooner for people to consume supposedly at home. And it's supposed to be sealed while you drive all the way home, and then you can open it up once you get there. But and I'm Jeff's probably rolling his eyes, and, and you are too, Tony. <laughs> I'm, just gonna I'm just trying to. Out. I'm just trying to think of how in the hell I'm gonna put a put a lid on a on a on a on a butter nipple shot or a kamikaze shot, you know, or or for our for our for our Nature Boy Ric Flair fans out there, the sea breezes. Man, how you gonna put a how you gonna put a cap on a sea breeze? All right, but but Tony, I want to say something right now on this show, and, and you might be able to take this tape and put it in front of others but now how does this supersede the supposed and it is a law in the, the state of north carolina the the open container law right that, <laughs> I, that's what i'm saying i don't know i don't know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> all, I, all i know is next week next week new year's eve Make sure you all are at home because, man, the cops will be out looking for drinking and driving the yep. people, man. Cause they're going to be right. everywhere. <laughs> yep. Man, I be think like, anything after 6 or 7 o'clock at night is risky business. And and, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and here's the thing now. If I get pulled over, I'm going to be like, hey, well, wait a minute. Cooper said I could drink and drive. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're just making fun. We're having a good laugh here, fans. We're not serious, so please don't take us serious on this. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I, hey, but some Tony, of these if things. There's one thing I can say. If there's one thing I can't say, I am taking serious. Is I can't wait for next week's show. I know Jeff's been thinking too. I know we got to come up with a few good moments in professional wrestling, and my wheels have been turning for several weeks here. I can't wait for next week's show. I, I yep. obviously cannot wait and. I'm going to have some curveballs for you all that may catch you off guard in my I mind know. right now. And, 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 I, and I know I, uh, Jeff and I talked about this off air. He said, he said, you know, should, should we tell each other what our, what our matches are? And I said, no, <laughs> because I, I, I like the idea that, Hey, some of the matches, we all might be in, in agreement on the same matches, which that's okay. Because, 
uh, that that right there just solidifies how great that match was or how great that event was. So I'm definitely excited about our season finale show, talking about our favorite matches of all time. And it can be, you know, it can be Crockett Promotions. It could be Burke County Wrestling. It could be New Dimension Wrestling. Who cares? Just the, you know, three matches that, that really made you go, oh, my God, I'm glad I'm, I'm, glad I'm in wrestling. Uh, so I'm definitely excited I, I, about that. You know, I'm going to say this, and I know you kind of guys, you kind of know how I sway a little bit, I think, just from the past shows. But I think there's one match I have in my head. I do not think you both have that resonates with me. So I'm so looking forward to it. And if you do have it on your list, I will be like, I give up. So we'll, we'll see. But <laughs> I'm <will> excited. <laughs> it's going to be good going to be great well fans make sure you go and uh, download all your favorite binge buster episodes uh on your favorite podcast platform go like us on our facebook page uh i know last week we we, we had a new a few new listeners i even got a couple of people email me and say man i love your podcast uh keep up the good work and uh and we're doing it and fans uh we're not getting paid for this i ain't making a dime off of this but i am enjoying it <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I'm already like I don't know a grand upside down because I've I've invested in all this equipment because but I I just want the podcast to sound good and I want people to uh, to enjoy it so uh, just make sure like I said f- follow us on Facebook um, and uh, next year I'm I'm gonna have some uh, binge buster show um, merchandise uh, we're gonna have some of that for sale next year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, uh, for Jeff and Chris, I am Tony Binge, and we'll see you next week on the Binge Buster Show. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.